Hey, welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman, and today we continue in 1 Corinthians as we devotionally travel through the New Testament. And what we're going to look at today, I think, is one of the most encouraging scriptures to a believer as we recognize and we remember what God has done in our lives. And so why don't you go ahead and open up to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, and we're going to look at verses 9 through 11. And these these short verses, um, they're going to share some things about uh, who we were, what God has done, and it's going to remind us of the hope that we have in Christ. And so let's look at this text beginning in verse 9. Here, here's where the Apostle Paul begins. And I want you to remember he is he is writing uh, to a church, the church in Corinth, and he's correcting some of their wrong beliefs and some of their wrong uh, practices. Uh, we've just seen some correction about some, uh, some practices in chapter 5, and then chapter 6, he begins by talking about lawsuits, and then he actually returns back to later in the chapter um, dealing with sexual immorality and, and how to... Uh, f- remain pure. He actually says to flee from sexual immorality. But but verses 9 through 11 is a sobering and I would argue a very encouraging passage. Here's why. Verse 9 says, or do you not, excuse me, or do you, or do you not know, uh, tongue tied a little bit, or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? This is not the most encouraging thought to begin with. The unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, remember, we've looked at Romans, which describes how all of humanity, we lack righteousness, but God freely gives it to all who believe in Jesus because of his death and resurrection. So those who are unrighteous will will not inherit the kingdom of God. And he continues, he says, do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, he's describing unrighteous lifestyle, nor idolaters, those who worship idols, worship something more than they, or love and have an affection and allegiance for something more than God. Nor idolaters, those who sleep with those who are physically intimate with those who are not their spouse. Uh, nor men who practice homosexuality. There's actually a, a two descriptors in the original text. It's those who practice homosexuality and those who are effeminate. Those who are men who do not act like men. Verse 10. Nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. These are all descriptions of a life that's unrighteous. I want you to see that there's maybe controversial items in this list, but but this is a list of many different lifestyles. All of them would be described as unrighteous, not living rightly before God. Verse 11. Here's where the encouragement comes in dump truckfuls. It says, and such were some of you, but you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. I, I just want you to understand, Paul knew many of these believers in Corinth. He had interacted with them. He led many of them to Christ. He knew some of them. He knew that some of them were adulterers and some of them were swindlers and revilers. He had faces in his mind, likely, as he wrote that list. And he's describing lifestyles of people that were now in the church who were saved. And that's what makes verse 11 so important. He, he lists out all of these lifestyles that are unrighteous, all of these lifestyles that will not inherit the kingdom of God. And then he says, such were some of you. He says, you used to be just like this, but now you're not. 
She says, that, that is the past. That is your old life. That is who you used to be. But now who are you? Well, now you're someone completely different. He says, you used to be this person, but now because of Christ, he says, you have been washed. All of the guilt and all of the shame, all of the, the evil that goes along with that list of sins, those who have trusted in Christ, they have been washed clean of all of that. He says, not only have you been washed, not only has the, the sin and the stain been removed, but he says, you have been sanctified. You have been made holy. He says, you, you might have checked off that list and you might have done all of those things in the past, but now you, you are not unrighteous. Instead, now you are holy. To be holy is to be set aside as pure for God's purposes, be set apart. God looks at you now, and you might have been those things, but now you are holy. You've been washed, you've been sanctified, and you've been justified. To be justified is a legal language. It's a legal term, and it means to be declared not guilty. When you stand in the courtroom, when you stand before God as Judge Almighty, and he looks at you, if you have trusted in Jesus and in the death and resurrection of Jesus, the gavel falls, and he says, not guilty. That's you. That's me. All of those things used to be true, but now you have been washed, sanctified, and justified. And this is not something you earned. This is not you washed yourself, you sanctified yourself, and you justified yourself. These terms are all qualified in the next phrase, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. See, they, you and I, the Corinthians, are in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This means we are in Christ. We have trusted that Jesus died and his death paid the price for all of our sin. That's why we've been washed. That Jesus was resurrected, that we now have life in Christ. And so when the Father looks at us, he sees us as those who are holy, those who are sanctified because we're in Christ, in his life, in his resurrection. And then we've been justified. We've been declared not guilty. Jesus is the one who argues on our, in our defense. Whenever there's an accusation against us because of our sin, Jesus says, no, they're not guilty because the, the crimes, their evil deeds, the price has been paid. It says, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. This is the Christian's life. Our life is a life that has been dramatically changed. I don't know what's part of your list before you came to Jesus. Maybe you were a liar. Maybe you were a cheat. Maybe you were uh, involved in sexual sin. Maybe you were incredibly greedy. Maybe you were incredibly arrogant. Maybe, maybe you just were selfish in everything you did. Listen, this is who you were, but now who are you? You are one who will inherit the kingdom of God. Why? Because of the name of Jesus and because in the name of Jesus, you have been washed, sanctified, and justified. You know, the ancient way for our modern day, today, as we consider this text, it's, there's a few key applications. The first is, if you have not trusted in Jesus and his death and resurrection, 
You can right now. You can be washed, sanctified, and justified if you turn to Christ in faith. If you say, I know I am a sinner. I know I deserve judgment, but I, I know that Jesus died to save me. Today could be your day. But, but if you've already had that day, if you are already someone who is in Christ, I want you to do, do two more things. I want you to give thanks for what Christ has done. And I want you to remember you no longer live your old life. See, I, I know that old life, it chases after you. I know, I know we live in a culture that gives a hearty approval to all the things that that, that list described in different situations. It, it encourages us toward that lifestyle. But today I want you to remember that is not who you are. Maybe you're tempted with those things. That's not who you are. Maybe you've given into temptation and you've fallen and you've sinned in one of those ways. That's not who you are. Turn back to Christ. Maybe you feel the weight of the culture that's saying that you must approve of that list. That's not who you are and you do not have to approve of that list. You stand as one who is in Christ, who stands before God. You do not need to worry about what others think about you. You simply worry about what God's word teaches and what God thinks about you. This is the ancient way for the modern day. First, trust in Christ. Second, thank God for what has been done. And third, don't live your old life. Instead, by the power and the help of God's spirit, Live the life of one who has been washed, made holy, and declared not guilty. This is the ancient way for our modern day.